and welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Morgan, and I'm here joined live by Pujix from Canada. Hey, my man, how's it going? Life is fantastic as always. How are you? I am doing terrific. And guess what, guys? Do you remember that you know, lady who was very intelligent, had a lot of great ideas? She loves animals, and she probably is a vegetarian or maybe even a vegan, but doesn't admit it. That's right. Her name is Annie, and she's <laughs> right back here. So, Annie, how are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing great. I'm feeling um, fantastic and vegetarian as always. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Vegetarian, but not vegan. Uh, at least on the surface. At least, oh, at least that's right. That's here. right. We're going to figure it out at some point. We'll just, uh, we're going to go for a confession. You're like, yes, guys, I told you. That's right. So overall, today's topic is right up your alley, I mean, because we're going to talk about uh, the weird attitudes that people harbor regarding the concept of modern medicine and all of the skepticism surrounding the concept. And why is it that so many people nowadays, despite all the advancement in technology, as well as all the evidence that are around us all the time, they're just trying to somehow get away from modern medicine and go back to, you know, alternative medicine, weird types of therapy, sometimes ancient forms of therapy, despite all the evidence that are going against them. But before we go any further, let's just, uh, you know, wrap. It's been a while we haven't had our episodic, basically, uh, shows with you, Emmy. So why don't you go us and tell us, uh, and as well as our listeners, about the things that have happened in your life in the past few months. Um, oh, so like just keep everyone up to date, like <laughs> that's right. Um, well, so I've just been um I just finished my first year of veterinary medicine. So I was uh, just joking with you guys I guess a little bit earlier that I'm a quarter of a doctor now. <laughs> a quarter of a doctor. But but here's my question right now. <laughs> it's a new like, terminology. Like fields of like I don't know, engineering or even business or whatever. Like after about a year you can get certain things done and you can just start working somehow. But as a doctor or like a veterinarian or, I don't know, these medical fields, I mean, can you guys do much after about a year or you are still like, you have to like do a lot of studies and research before you're ready to actually go and uh, get stuff done? Oh, yeah. This def- so, yeah, I, pro- I won't be able to do anything like, you know, that's like even like relatively comparable to like a licensed doctor till probably like the third year of my study. Um, I'm working in like relative fields, but as of that, like I can't be like doing any surgeries or treatments or so it takes, it still takes some time, unfortunately for me. <laughs> That's right. Very well. So uh, hopefully about, I guess, three more years, you will be able to actually do everything right. Yeah, well, that that's the plan. <laughs> well, that is the plan. Very nice. Fantastic. So how about you? Given everything you? goes well. On your end? How was life in uh, Canada, um, Toronto, Canada, by the way? It's going good. Um. It's it's getting warmer and warmer. I actually posted that I found uh, some some um, trees blossoming, and I just posted some photos. I was like, "Yeah, finally, spring wow. is here!" God damn it! Wonderful, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So I'm glad things are fine in Canada in general. But let's talk a little bit about what is going on in our societies around the world regarding the concept of modern medicine, and why is there so much skepticism towards this concept? And more importantly, is that from your perspective? Uh, justifiable. I mean, you, Emmy, you are a veterinarian. You have, of course, a lot of great uh, ideas about this subject. And more importantly, you are involved with a lot of forums and different, basically, uh, types of uh, uh, social groups regarding this matter. Why is there so much skepticism regarding the concept of modern medicine? I mean, is that justifiable or do you think that is just, uh, I don't know, a modern trend? Um, I mean, I 
it seems to be like you hear more and more about these like as time goes on. So it seems to be like not just like I mean, there's always a bunch of like like the treatment itself or the alternative like therapy itself may change. But I feel like just in general, it seems to be that there is an increase in people wanting this. And I feel like it's um unfortunately partly due to how modern medicine and how how like the medical field is kind of set up that there there's kind of something lacking in maybe like a more personal sense or even I like dare I say like a spiritual sense that people are feeling like they're not getting enough from their doctors or their healthcare and so I feel like kind of pushes them into these non-conformist kind of treatments it makes them it makes it it's giving them something that obviously that like actual proven science and medicine isn't giving them. Wow, that's true. It makes complete sense. So, Pooja, yourself, are you generally skeptical towards uh, uh, modern medicine? Do you trust, basically, what is being done these days by doctors, by medical researchers? Do you yourself put a lot of trust in this, or you are perhaps one of those people who might somehow be uh, against the whole trend, and you might even prefer to go towards alternative medicine? No, I don't. I don't prefer alternative medicine. However, I've I've, uh, I've practiced them like a long time ago, a bit, uh, trying out different things. Um, but but no, I I, I mean this, I am a skeptic in general, not of everything. Oh, that's like about I, everything, not just medicine. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't mean like a paranoid skeptic. I mean I'm hoping, and I, I'm sure at least most of the scientists and physicians and doctors who are out there are also. Um, uh, skeptics, because that's that's how they get things done. That's <laughs> that's you know the first element. But that's the healthy skepticism that we talk about, you know, to actually develop uh, understanding of the mechanisms of things are how how they're happening, why they're happening, what we can do about them, etc. So so in that sense, yes, I am a skeptic always. Um, but but no, I, I I do generally trust. However, we were actually talking to uh, to M right before uh, we started recording. Uh, that I was, I was telling her that I understand how in, in some areas, uh, modern medicine has failed, um, people to a degree that maybe that could be one of the reasons that is causing this, uh, distrust amongst people. Interesting. That's right. And of course, uh, let's be honest, uh, Anya, I want to actually move on to you here and ask you a question regarding the fact that it's proven nowadays. Like, uh, I was reading this article. And it said one of I think the uh, second or third biggest cause of death in the United States right now is actually uh, I forgot the exact terminology, what it really meant, uh, however, was that uh, one of the biggest causes of death in the U.S. right now is death caused by medical uh, malpractice or some sort of mistake done by surgeons. Oh, yeah, or doctors. I've heard that it's like medical, like like medical errors or. Um, yeah, I want to say that was like because um, I think I've heard that. Um, statistic been thrown around too. Um, I want to say it was actually like the third leading cause of death in the states, but um, that's right. Yeah, I I feel like too. Let's, there's still, actually, let's be honest, Em. Even the third leading cause of death. I mean, the other ones I probably were like car accidents or something, or I don't know, cancer, heart attack. So this is a serious problem. I mean, you cannot blame uh, millions of people around the world who are somehow skeptical towards the whole notion of medicine when they hear that the third cause of death is going to the hospital and just oh, happen, yeah. to be, happen to be unlucky and find yourself in the operating room with a surgeon that is not qualified. I mean, that's not necessarily reassuring for most patients, let's be honest. No, definitely. And I can like, I can understand, you know, when they're, when you're going like, oh yeah. And I feel even, not even like, um, 
not even like, I guess, medical malpractice, but even I guess like a lot of people are mistrusting like pharmaceuticals. So like the type of drugs when they're like, how are like the list of side effects like worse than the actual like thing it's supposed to be helping? So I I get where that's coming, although I I've, I haven't actually looked into how they break into like what defines like medical malpractice and like is it kind of like are these deaths attributing like you know the person comes in like too like too late in the sense that like there's not much you can do but they happen to die in the hospital or is there actually like a direct link to the doctor being being like a, like the cause of of their death that's why I would want to of course look. so we can't exactly so what you're saying is we can't exactly a certain what is the cause of death. So maybe like it's not necessarily medical malpractice, but they happen just to get to the hospital a bit too late, right? You're saying this. And I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, this is in the United States, so you're looking at how how the healthcare is kind of set up. Like not many people can like go in all the time to the hospital or like, you know, some people can't even afford like the ambulance rides, which, so you're kind of wondering like if they are coming to the hospital, like it must be, it must be pretty serious. That's right. Don't so like, how about like Canada, for example? Like in Canada, I'm pretty sure you guys have uh, universal health care. And uh, do we see the same trend in Canada? Um, I I would say not as much because I think because we have, but we do have in the sense we have a lot longer wait times. So you'll have people on the list for like months, like waiting for a surgery, even though it might be like a very necessary, like very necessary one and that, you know, sooner than later. But just, just because there's everyone is able to get in to be seen that we kind of everything kind of gets clogged and backed up and you'll have you know emergency like emergency rooms people like things are filled and like I remember once I went to the ER and I was just kind of like <laughs> shoved into like a side room and there's people waiting in the hallway like getting treated as well it's it, so we just I guess we don't see it to the same extent but we do also have issues just and like, you see, you just because I've never had this experience, uh, basically, because you mentioned about this whole universal health care and how things are done in Canada. I mean, let's be honest. I think both types have some disadvantages, of course, mainly for the middle class, let's be honest. So uh, if you are living in a country with universal health care, you do have a problem, and that is the, these waiting lines. So both sides have some difficulties. Of course, in the U.S., the fact that it's too expensive means a lot of people can't afford it. However, I think regardless of all of these things, Let's be honest. Uh, do you think yourself, I mean, you are a veterinarian and uh, you spend basically your life studying a lot of these uh, issues. What I want to know from your own perspective, and in a matter that is not necessarily biased, because uh, I'm pretty sure that you have done a lot of research about this matter. Do you really think that we should be concerned about stepping into the hospital and just worrying about our lives? Is that a, you know, a real concern? Is that a justifiable, logical concern? Or do you think that's just, uh, you know, a result of misinformation? Um, I'm just trying to think. So, sorry, can you say the per first part of that again? I was like... From your perspective, I I we've already mentioned that the difficulties here, right? So one issue, of course, is waiting in line. Uh, whether it's in Canada, you have to wait in line and just you cannot get your treatment done. If you're in the U.S., you have problems with the, you know, the cost, so you might actually forget about going to the hospital, even if you have some serious pain or symptoms. But still, let's say we get into the hospital, because right now our focus is not so much on uh, the healthcare system as a whole, because that's an, an entirely different subject, healthcare, Medicare, and other stuff. We are concerned about whether or not 
when your typical patient enters the hospital, does he have to be legitimately concerned about his or her well-being? Or do you think that's just, you know, a result of misinformation that people are, I don't know, some sort of propaganda? I mean, we uh, earlier mentioned before our, basically our show got started that think of like Steve Jobs, a man that we think of to be yeah. one of the world's biggest geniuses ever who's ever lived and who almost perhaps changed the human, basically, uh, history forever. This, this, you know, amazing uh, intellectual, this bright mind uh, somehow died at an earlier age that he had to because he refused to take cancer treatment. But here's a question. Was he right to do so? Maybe he had a legitimate reason why he should not have actually gone to the hospital and have undergone, you know, cancer treatment. And he just uh, opted for alternative medicine. Mm. Okay. And remember that he died early. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I would (laughs) say I would say that for like most cases, like if you're needing to go to the hospital, that that's probably the better, like the best, the best place for you to be. Like, I think hearing about things like medical malpractice and, you know, that it, it kind of sounds, it sounds scary and it sounds that like, wow, a hospital is like less safe than, you know, being at home. But it's kind of, I feel like if you're not going to be there, then what else, like what else is there for you really and i think that's kind of that's where these kind of tr- like therapies come to fill to fill in the gap You're like they try to make you feel more like feel that you're doing better and feel that you're like because you're not doing nothing in the sense but so it's it feels like you're doing something for your health without having to go through this more i guess like traditional route but i mean i would say that still a hospital is probably they're there to look after your your health, and they're trying to give you Very the best possible. Very well. Do I we- want to come back to in a moment, Emmy. Of course, I got your point. I want to uh, get the you know perspective of Pujis regarding uh, the alternative medicine. As Emmy mentioned, sometimes you just don't want to go through the hassle or just even go for surgery, so you opt for, I don't know, taking some sort of weird uh, potion made in South America somewhere in order to just somehow get rid of your inner demons or whatever it is. So what is your perspective regarding alternative medicine? I mean, uh, if you have certain problems, do you think like it's okay to go towards such uh, approaches towards uh, getting a treatment or you prefer to just take the you know scientific typical route of just going to the hospital, getting a diagnosis and then just going through the treatment? Yeah, so before I, uh, I, I, I address that, I want to talk about that statistics because I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of different, uh, uh, well-known, uh, you know, statistics out there and none of them even in the top 10 mention medical mal- malpractice. They mention all sorts of things from car accident to stroke and different diseases. However, I'm so I would be super skeptical of where that statistic comes from and how it was collected and the procedure by which it was collected. Uh, and interpreted, I think was very important. So I would, I would be super skeptical of, um, what, how, how we're looking at that. Um, but, um, back to the, your question. Um, and look, when, when it comes to a problem that either you had a heart attack or, or, or you had a car accident that you need surgery, you need, um, kidney transplant or, or something like that. I don't think there is any medical, uh, sorry, um, not medical, what do you call it, um, alternative medicine method or whatever that is out there that can help you in that instance, um, at least not that I even heard of uh, right. with all the uh, reasonable and unreasonable things that I heard. That's not part of it. So 
if you're there, I don't, I cannot think of anything better to go uh, than to going to to the hospital. And we gotta be, we gotta also pay attention that when you look at people who are already in the hospital and you look at the people who are dying there, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not weird that a lot of people are dying in hospitals because they're in the worst conditions they can be that they go there. It's not like we love hanging out in the hospitals. And yes, hospitals are not the best place because people who are sick are actually there. So for a healthy person, that's the worst place you want to be. So well, I think here I'm not is sure where about that, buddy. Sometimes let's just say that you just uh, spotted a very attractive nurse over there, man. I mean, you never know what happens. Sometimes you got to go there, buddy. I'm well, telling you. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> that is. <aside, laughs> I get your point. Worst. In most cases, we're not yeah. there for the nurses. In most cases, we are there because we have a problem. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my point is, it context matters. You got to pay attention to uh, uh, what situation it is. And I do. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, again, if it works for you in general, like if you. If you, um, let's say about a, a, a common cold, if you know, if you, uh, for example, say, I mean, this is a, this is a thing that I know people say might be true, might be not like, um, um, some, some sort of, uh, spices can help, uh, you get over a cold, common cold or not get it. If it works for you, just do it. I, I don't care. That's, that's fine. But then if you're, if you're hit by a car, I would hope that you seek professional help, right? I don't want you to, to, to get hurt. So, so that that's my take on it. It it's it's a huge range, and you got to pay attention to the context. I think. Fantastic, very well. So let's go back to Emmy here. Emmy, from your perspective, uh, do yeah. you think that seeking alternative medicine or going for you know these types of uh, approaches towards uh, healing or treatment or whatever it is, do you think this is necessarily a good approach, or you yourself consider that to be like I don't know archaic? Um. So, like, actually, so. Um, funny, um, like growing up, like my family, I would call, I, I always kind of called like my family kind of like hippy dippy where, <laughs> all right. so like I, I was actually, I was actually exposed to a lot of this, like growing up. And like, I think some of, some of it that like, you know, on my mother's side, they still kind of believe in it, even though I'm like, I'm going to medical school. Like I can like, like, you know, in the sense of like, okay, I can tell you for sure that doesn't help. Um, but I've also worked like I've also worked in veterinary clinics that are that kind of that give you that holistic like um, it was like I actually had worked for a homeopathic vet for for some time. I don't know if you know what homeopathy is, but it's the idea that if you have like an illness, um, you treat it with an agent that gives you the same symptoms. So like if you have a fever, you get like something that is known to cause fever, but you dilute it to like a millionth, like, you know, <laughs> oh like my goodness. a millionth of itself in water. So there's technically like nothing in it, but I, I do see how some of this can be helpful in the sense that like, um, it does make you, it makes you feel like if it's, it makes you feel good. And part of, part of healing is that kind of like placebo effect, like feeling that it's working can actually help you in a sense. But I would say like where I draw the line of saying that it's helpful to being like, I guess like detrimental to your health is when you're avoiding like further treatment, like if you're not getting better and there is proven ways to help, help your condition and you're not, you're choosing not to do that. That's when I would say, I I kind of oppose those those types of therapies where they kind of I guess create more of a wedge of distrust 
to your like traditional medicine and make them mm-hmm. disposable from seeking it out. I feel if they can be used kind of like in harmony, that's probably like the most ideal situation. Where Interesting. Um, I, I would like to interject here something. You mentioned placebo. Uh, I, I want to quote, uh, paraphrase rather, my favorite medical physician um, who has also has a podcast, actually, amazing podcast, Peter Atia. And um, he, 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 at some point he mentioned that I, I don't think there is any uh, drug as effective as, as placebo. So, so I agree with you. Again, That's exactly again, if, if it works, what I want to talk about <laughs> placebo, because honestly speaking, I mean, like we have seen this also. I mean, it started all the way back in World War II where the Japanese ran out of basically medical stocks and uh, they had nothing to offer their soldiers other than the sugar pill. And it actually worked. So, I mean, let's be honest, Emmy. Uh, uh, I mean, you work in this field yourself. What if placebo actually, in many cases, is more effective than going to the hospital, getting a treatment, and, I don't know, getting the surgery? What if placebo really works? I mean, in most cases we have seen, I mean, we just uh, mentioned one case, and that was Steve Jobs, but there probably are many other cases. But what if placebo really works? I mean, I think in many cases it, it can work. Um, I, I mean, it's been documented in pets for homeopathy. In the sense that you give a homeopathic treatment to a pet and they feel better. And that's through the placebo effect, like an indirect placebo effect of their owners feeling like feeling that the pet's going to get better. So they get more relaxed. The pets pick up on that and they start to feel better because their owners feel better. So like, I'm, you know, I'm not denying the placebo effect and like the effects it has. Like it can be really profound. But I mean, if you've lost an arm, you're bleeding out, like no amount of placebo effects. (laughs) That's right. I think there are some very clear limitations where it can only go so far and you need something else. That's right. That and, and I uh, also any, like. That's right. That's the, right. Sorry, sorry. The, the extreme case, of course, but at the same time, like it, it works, but you don't know. It works when it does, but you can't guarantee that it will. So it might not work on me, and then you're you're in a shithole because you're like, okay, I was counting on that shit. I thought he's yeah. gonna get the placebo and well, not die. Now he's dead. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pooch. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure if anything, any any form of treatment offered in basically your typical state of the art uh, medical facility is necessarily guaranteed i mean i don't no, know about not this. I mean, guaranteed in the like... sense that you're you're talking about probability so because we That's know right. the mechanism of a lot of drugs we expect them to a good degree say 90% chance that it will work with placebo you at best you got a 50/50 shot it depends on the person how suggestible that person is it depends on a lot of things that are super variable amongst people amongst situation so it it doesn't even have a constant behavior with one person like if a drug works with a person like 90 percent of the times it almost always gonna work 90 percent of the times with that person but with placebo you can get sometimes good chances again it depends on how suggestible they are in that particular circumstance it depends on a lot of things so placebo is is very dynamically varying in terms of its, its effectiveness it's it's a uh, quote unquote, I mean, I'm, for lack of better words coming to my mind, workability, whether it works or not. So placebo is not very reliable, what I'm trying to say. And However, when like, it works, it's great. Mm-hmm, I, that's right. I was going to say, I'd like to add on, like, I think, um, you know, people need to kind of remind themselves that most of, like, the treatments or pharmaceuticals that are available have been compared to a placebo effect. 
So most of the times, like, they're not going to be on the market unless they do, like, comparable or better than what people have with the placebo. So, <laughs> Amy, let me just stop you right now. Let me stop you right now. I'm pretty sure you know about a lot of the cases of malpractice as well as, you know, pure fraud among the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, just promoting a lot of, for example, their products that are not necessarily that useful, spending a lot of basically money for marketing campaigns, even literally bribing uh, famous doctors to somehow promote their drugs. Are you necessarily sure that all the drugs that are necessarily out there, they're somehow very cool and they always do what they've, they've promised? I mean, what about all the other stories we hear regarding the pharmaceutical industry in terms of how corrupt sometimes they can be? Yeah, I, it's actually funny. I think, um, I feel like, not funny actually, it's, it's pretty, pretty awful, but with, if regards to the pharmaceutical, Watching, I mean, I was awful watching, and uh, funny. I just remember Donald Trump for a second. Donald Trump and Fox. It's <laughs> funny and funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I thought. <laughs> That's right. But um, it's it's one of those again, one of those like Netflix documentaries. How this one company and it's like I'm sorry, it was from Canada. Basically, bought up a bunch of pharmaceuticals, like just, like just like took away all their funding from their R&D and was just like, okay, hey, let's just sell the drugs that we know that we have, like let's up the price. And I feel like that like was like what got the, the ball rolling on like this, basically like the development of big pharma and why is this this huge, like evil corporation that it is now. And I won't deny that there is, you know, cases where, you know, there's like that kind of corruption and, you know, kind of like fudging the data or bribing doctors to to say this and that or to like promote their drugs and they get these bonuses. But I like I want I would say that this is still maybe more so in the States and other like than others. But I would say that this is still like an extreme end and not not, I guess, like the the majority of the cases and the majority but, of them. But I also want to interject again um, with, with the notion that, I mean, yes, I mean, as M mentioned, there's no doubt that there are, um, um, you know, stuff going on in the pharmaceutical industry for sure. Um, how, how, how big that is, how running that is, is it a, some odd outliers or, or is it actually super common? That, that can't be debated, but then don't forget that with alternative medicine, you get the same thing, maybe if, if not worse. It's not like everybody's legitimate. If, if there is anything called legitimate in, in alternative medicine, there are people, people who are going to use some people's gullibility, some people's, uh, leap of faith, because there's clearly a degree of leap of faith in it, uh, in a lot of it at least. Um, so it's not, it's comparable in that sense, if not worse. And at the same time, you know, at least the medical industry, however shitty it is to a degree regulated, so it has mm-hmm. oversight. Alternative medicine has none of that. So if there is anything going on, you wouldn't even know about it. So there's, yeah. there's that that you have to address as well. It's not like so if you don't just, hear about it, it doesn't exist. comparison here, Puchik, so you're saying that, yeah, of course, we got a lot of problems with the you know medical indi- uh, medical field and the pharmaceutical industry and all that stuff. But guess what? Your stuff, which is the alternative medicine, is actually worse than this. So let's go for this one. So you're not. I mean, I'm not sure if it's worse. I'm just saying bad and worst here, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I, that's that's one of the problems. That, that's basically what I'm saying. But I'm not saying that it's necessarily worse. I'm saying it's probably worse. I, that's the problem. We just don't know. So if it's worse, you don't even hear about it because it's not regulated because nobody's monitoring it um, because nobody's taking it seriously in, in, on an official level. 
So well, that's so right. You, but what if it actually works and we still don't know about it? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you are well, not aware of something, yeah. then you can't necessarily reject or deny it. I mean, right now, yeah. we don't know whether this stuff of alternative medicine works or not. But what if it actually does work, but the pharmaceutical well, industry and the billion-dollar medical field out there, they do not want, basically, mm-hmm. all of their professionals who spent almost, I don't know, close to a million dollars of education just to get there yeah. to somehow quit their jobs and lose their jobs. What if it actually works, but we don't hear about it because of the monopoly of the pharmaceutical, basically, as well as medical companies? What if that's the case? Uh, well, for, for that, I think there, are, there have been um, research done on some of those methods that Em can tell you about it more, but before I hand it to her, I want to say if, if, if you go really far and you want to be super uh, paranoid in, in that sense, be that, you know, uh, conspiracy theorist, then you can't even believe that because, well, that would be funded by pharma. Those would be the arguments. So if, if somebody's going to play the, I'm the, uh, uh, you know, uh, super skeptic, uh, paranoid person, conspiracy theorist. I can't argue with them. I, I, I won't argue with them. That's their life. That's fine. But with the uh, relative amount of reason that we can putting, uh, conspiracy theory aside, I can say like there have been some studies done on some of these that M can tell you about. Interesting. Very well. Back to you, Emmy. So, so far you heard my argument. Uh, you are yourself, you are a medical professional and I'm pretty sure that you understand how much basically uh, is currently done in your field. But what if, just what if, all of that basically uh, criticism regarding the medical field is real, and what if alternative medicine works, and, but we don't, we don't hear about it because of the media and the monopoly of pharmaceutical industry as well as the medical field as a whole. So what if, it's just, you know, uh, what if TV series like Dr. House promote, for example, you know, an approach, a a trust in medical field when it's not really there versus, uh, for example, a lot of other, I don't know, uh, people engaged in the field of alternative medicine who do not have the chance to make their voice heard and they really are getting great results, but nobody knows about them. I mean, uh, I feel like, you know, like considering like, I guess the current, um, you know, medical, medical field and like pharmaceutical industry, like, I'm, you know, I'm not denying that they, they have a lot of like their faults and there's a lot of issues with them. Um, but I would say in terms of like the alternative medicine group, um, I don't think they necessarily have an issue of their, um, voice being heard or that they're, that they're being silenced per se by the, in, in the sense that we're not hearing about the positive results. Like I think there, there's been a lot of like, um, especially I think among scientists, they're like, okay, like there's this alternative one, like, let's see how it works. Like, let's see if it works. Like they're, they're looking for it, but they're just not finding the answers. And unfortunately, while we hold, you know, the pharmaceuticals and like a lot of these medical practices to that kind of standard that we need to see proof that this works, that doesn't necessarily happen as much with um, a lot of these alternative therapies. And I mean, um, the one I talked about earlier, like homeopathy, I mean, I think like right now it's like, it, you, it's funny you say that like the pharmaceutical is a billion dollar industry, like homeopathy is, is, is a billion dollar industry. It's project, like I'm, I'm reading this now because I was actually just interested. It's projected to be like almost $20 billion industry by 2024. Wow. Well, I was like, they're definitely, they're definitely not hurting and, you know, trying like some, some mom and pops trying to make a living. Like they're, they're doing pretty well. 
And again, because they, they aren't held to the same kind of standards that they have to like prove that it works and that they have to like show that it works. Like, you know, they just kind of make sure it's worded a certain way so that it doesn't say it cures cancer, but they say, Oh, like helps, like helps with like people like suffering from this and that Uh, giving the impression that this will do more good or have more benefits than what's actually, what's actually guaranteed, you know? Before I move on to Pujix, I want to ask you, Emmy, a question, and please answer me honestly. Have you ever yourself tried any form of alternative medicine, like any in any shape or form, like any type, for any a period of time, for any length of time? Have you yourself made any attempt to use any of these things? Um. Yeah. No. Um, I got you. I knew it. I knew it. No. It's and it's it's you know what? It's um. It's it's kind of it. it, I can see where it comes from. Like I can see why people kind of buy into it. It's, um, and then again, this is like, you know, I was, um, I was maybe like 15 when this happened. Um, <laughs> so oh, a while, of course. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, to, for, like, for disclaimer know, again, here, I did too. I mean, just, just, just for disclaimer here, I did too. But I think this is, it's pretty this funny. Is great. Like, it's pretty funny that I am, I'm supporting, uh, alternative medicine, <laughs> even though I have never, ever, even <laughs> once in my life used it. You guys have both used it probably multiple times and are just against yeah. the whole concept. It's pretty well, I, I So here's the thing. I think this is I think this is actually an interesting story to kind of like share because, um, you know, back like back then, I maybe not I didn't know as much, obviously. And then again, I was kind of like under like my in the hippy dippy household. So. <laughs> so in high school, I was very tired. That's copyrighted, like, by the way, guys. It's a trademark. That's a trademark. <laughs> <laughs> but in high school, I was, you know, I was exhausted. Like I slept through like half my classes. I don't know how I graduated. Um, and my my mother took me to uh, a naturopath, which is very like I guess in the realm of homeopathy, but more like um, herbal supplements and all these like natural remedies to help cure most ailments. But she, so this lady like looks in my eyeballs and says like, you have this and this going on. You're going to take like a bunch of this, like you're going to go through like a yeast cleanse, which I was like, okay. It was, so I, I did this for like months and I was like, I had a strict diet. I took all these pills like every single day and it was like, I couldn't have, I couldn't have caffeine. I couldn't have wheat. I couldn't have like dairy i couldn't have all these different kinds of meats this is even before i was vegetarian so i had a stricter diet than i do now <laughs> wow and, and i think you by know, weed, you mean the good type of weed i guess right yeah like any of the any because, of the yummy a lot of like uh i'm sure you heard of like uh the medical uh, marijuana and it's uh, basically usage Oh gosh, yes, I've I'm familiar with. <laughs> and that. by the way, does that count as? Uh, I'm sorry, because I told you I've never used any form of uh, alternative medicine. Does marijuana count as uh, alternative medicine in any way? I'm, I don't I'm think gonna, so. Yes, there's like a niche group mm-hmm. that that believes that marijuana can cure absolutely everything. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, Maybe it, is. It, it 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 both is and isn't. But then you didn't consume it as a means to, so it doesn't count. Uh, Wow, that's pretty cool. So what what I'm saying so far is you both have tried alternative medicine and, of course, have gotten some results. But do you think that you were – like, were you yourself satisfied, Emmy? And, of course, you, Pujix, did you get the results you were after or you did not get what you wanted? 
So, so here's the, here's the funny thing to boot. So after all this, you know, I felt better for like, you know, like a couple months, but I think it was just because like when you kind of like when you do those kind of changes to your diets, like obviously I was eating like healthier in the sense, but, um, I don't think those pills did absolutely anything. And it wasn't until like two years ago that I finally realized that I've been clinically anemic <laughs> for almost a wow. decade. No one paid, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, here I was kind of fooled into being like, yeah, like, oh, my gosh, I just have, like, too much, um, like, I just, like, there's, like, a, a imbalance between, like, my microorganisms. Like, if I do this cleanse, I'll, like, get everything back in order and everything will be better and my life, like, I'll finally feel, like, the best me. And it's like, no, wow. actually, you just needed more iron, like, an- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which, so it's kind of, that's where it's kind of. You kind of start, I, I guess I was more aware that like, yeah, I, I see the appeal to a lot of these therapies and I see how it kind of is sold as like the be all end all. Like this will make you, this will like get rid of all your problems. You will feel your best self. But it, in the end, it still wasn't, it wasn't really like compared to known medical like treatments. So like for me, iron pills because, I need to get more iron in my diet there. You know, there really wasn't a, it really wasn't a substitute. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. And you, Pujix, you got any results from uh, your attack? Um, I mean, uh, yes and no, because um, no matter what you do, like if you do a billion stuff, I mean, that was a big number, a thousand stuff, even by sheer chance, there's a chance that you get some results. So, um, um, so, so that's not, so that's, that's my point. I'm not, totally against alternative ways to to maintain yourself um and it does it, it, um, that's why i don't use alternative medicine because it's it's good because you know you use herbs herbs are good are they bad no not necessarily when you medicize it use it as a medicine and then substitute it for something else that is where i have um hesitance because i'm not too sure how that works i'm not too sure if there's um, any proven results overall and I'm not looking at subjective results because subjectively. But let me stop you right now, just because both you and uh, Emmy just uh, apparently you guys love herbal medicine and whatever it is. But how could you really? I mean, like think of the modern no, medicine right now. I mean, how can we put so much trust in herbal medicine when there are no real researchers being done? It's just maybe my grandpa's grandpa's grandpa did something yeah, yeah. and just randomly, exactly. you know. Uh, stumble upon something. I mean, I, I want to ask both of you right now, like, can we rely on herbal medicine? Because it's, it, it, to I me, know. I don't know, it seems kind of like, I don't know, it's ba- it has no scientific basis. No, it doesn't. So that's the thing. First of all, I didn't really do herbal medicine. So what I did was actually something called, actually, I did a bit of homeo- uh, homeopathy a little bit, that's but right. I also did Ayurveda, uh, which is like a, some sort of Indian um, practice. Um, but um, so, so no, I mean, not that I know of. That's that's my my thing. I mean, um, I, if you want to consume herb because the, you feel they're good for you, great, do do it, whatever. It doesn't matter because I eat apple and I don't particularly think it's good for me. I just eat it because I like it, right? So uh, there's no harm there. I don't I don't want to draw a line and say, oh, you can't use herbs. I'm just saying. You, you, my point is that I don't know if 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 they are a treatment for certain diseases that you want to cure. That I don't know, and I don't think we really have the answer to them. If I were to throw a guess out there and bet my money, I would say for the most part, no, they're not a cure for many of the diseases they they claim they do. Maybe it's for some of them, maybe, I don't know. 
But even that, I'm just, I'm just hedging my bets. It's not like I know, or I don't think our medical industry or our, our scientists know particularly well. We, again, as Emmy mentioned, based on the little things that we've done, we see no substantial evidence that they do any good. But I mean, I, I guess we haven't done enough research either, but. That's right. Very well. So before I wrap up the show, I'm going to move on to Emmy, get your perspective. And also, uh, what do you know about herbal medicine and whether or not it actually is effective? Um, so, I mean, I think, um, first of all, I guess that part of, part of the reason why these are so popular. So I know you're saying like there's no research being done on it, but I think that's also part of the part of why it's so popular. Like, yeah, there's no research being done to show yeah. that it works. There's also no research being done to say that it doesn't, right? Yeah. That's kind of part of it. And I, I would say too, like to some degree, um, there are some that do have like noted benefits. Um, it's just mm-hmm. that like, do they have, are they like more beneficial say than, um, some of the other treatments? So like, for example, um, there is a compound that's found in cranberry. So I, I don't know. I don't because you guys aren't female. So I don't know if you've ever had to worry about like, but they, you know, like old wives thing is like to drink cranberry juice. So you don't get like urinary tract infections. Well, turns out there is a component in cranberries that changes, changes on the inside of your bladder wall so that it makes it harder for bacteria to adhere to it. It like interrupts, Mm -hmm. interrupts um, the gel that they use to help stick to it. So in a sense, like it does work. And like, you know, I've had like I've had people who, for their dogs that they give they give this like concentrated supplement to their dog every day to like prevent UTIs. So there are like cases where it works. But, you know, if your dog has a actual infection and it's been two weeks and it's like now the things traveled up to the kidneys, I wouldn't be like, yeah, just stick with the cranberry supplements. Oh, you know, my gosh. <laughs> Interesting. Very nice. Good point. So, guys, we're out of time here. Let's try to wrap up today's conversation regarding all of the criticism uh, surrounding uh, the actual field of medicine, the scientific one, as well as the uh, alternative one. So I will move on first to you, Pujex. After all that we talked today, what is your overall perspective and conclusion regarding uh, the topic? I mean, uh, my thing is that I want everybody to to maintain a healthy skepticism of everything. Of that, Again, this is how... Uh, we are doing science, um, how we do medical science. So when a suggested uh, paper comes out suggesting some something, a mechanism, a, a cure, whatever, the first thing that happens is that all the other people that are not involved in that paper in the profession try to hammer it to the wall, make it not work, break it down. And if it, and that's, but that's what we call peer, peer review, meaning that we have, we try to break it down. If it withholds to a good degree, then we pay further attention to it. So, so that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And, um, I, I would hope that everybody maintains that in, throughout their lives in, in whatever they do in their, um, in their alternative medicine or in their, um, studies or whatever they do. I, I think that's, that's the healthy part. And that's what I don't take anything by heart just because it sounds good or you had a subjective, uh, you know, experience. Although that subjective experience is good um, and maybe you want to repeat it, great. But then go with this, uh, a little bit of a skepticism to, if, if you want to really figure it out, if you're not, if you, if you want to you know, take, take a leap of faith, great, that's fine too. But if you really want to figure it out, you owe it to yourself to, to you know, take, take a bit of skepticism with you into the project. 
Fantastic. Bravo. So, Emmy, let's hear your perspective as well as final comment regarding the topic. So I guess like, you know, um, I think I kind of have like an interesting perspective being that like I grew up, I grew up on the, the woo side and, and then now I've like jumped into pre- like practicing on the traditional medical side. Um, I would say that, you know, as much as I, I'm telling people to to not like not distrust the medical industry and to, you know, like go with the proven treatments, I'm also not like strictly opposed to every kind of alternative alternative treatment or like natural remedy per se. Um, um, really what I'm looking for is again, similar to what Pujix was saying is like looking at the, looking at it skeptically and seeing like, just because it's from big pharma, is it necessarily evil and not going to help you? Or just because it's a natural remedy, is it just like mm-hmm. full of, full of, full of wooey and nothing's actually like nothing's actually beneficial. Um, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to alternative treatments, which again, maybe, maybe not like a popular opinion among medical professionals. But again, I think it's more that if there's, if there's a, if we've actually looked at it and there is something, something to say that this is actually helpful, then why not try it? Like, even though it's not necessarily a drug, I'm not opposed to it. You know, wow, it's just that's amazing. amazing. And you know, what's actually quite uh, interesting for me personally is that I have never tried any form of alternative medicine, but I was actually trying to <laughs> somehow support the notion. And you guys who have done it for years were actually bashing against it, like going back and forth. But generally <laughs> speaking, I agree with both of you. I think uh, we have to remain open-minded while simultaneously, of course, skeptic. That's a great point. And I want to thank both of you, Pujix. And of course, Emmy, it's really great to have you back for after a while. So I want to thank both of you for being here and yeah. sharing your can ideas. I, can I also thank you? Because you played an amazing devil's advocate. Because mm-hmm. it was awesome. And, and it, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, right. 100%. The guy who's never tried you know, any form of alternative medicine in any shape was the one who's protecting it from the people yeah. who are officially fans, basically. All right. Very nice. But overall, thank you very much to both of you. I truly enjoyed the experience. And I uh, wish you guys both. I hope you never. I really hope you never need either alternative medicine or, the, you know, the typical one. I hope that you guys will live a very health, a healthy and prosperous lifestyle. So thank mm-hmm. you very much. And, of course, I would like to thank our listeners for your patience. And, yes, you heard what they said. Now, ultimately, the decision is up to you. Do you want to trust, basically, the medical industry or do you want to opt for, uh, basically, the uh, alternative path? It's all your choice, however you heard uh, the opinions of the guests on the show. Thank you very much for your time and, basically, We will see you in our future programs with Beyond the Present podcast. My name is Daniel Morgan, and have a go.